Time. This is your host, James B. of Faith and Fitness Podcast, featuring topics on nutrition, fitness, and health. Discussion and content will range from motivational tips to exercise technique to help a person embrace a healthier lifestyle. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, the raw, the real, the realities. After 29 years of commitment and success stories and getting results for my clients and myself, there are a lot of elephants in the room. There are a lot of things that most trainers don't talk about, but we should. So... This platform enables me to share and talk about the inconsistencies in regard to people, just people in general. In my consultations with potential clients, where they say, go ahead and say I am fat, when I have a consultation, and in the past I would say, you know, I I really stay away from that word. You know, I basically would just address whether or not you are an ectomorph with thin muscle or a mesomorph where you may have a combination of muscle and body fat or endomorph where you have more body fat than muscle. But in this episode, that word that I try to stay away from, I'm going to go ahead and say it out loud. That word fat. So the alert that day is over. It is what it is. The reality is if a person is overweight, that's one of the terms that's constantly used by your friends, family, associates. They call you fat. So let's deal with the raw, the real, and the reality. Today, the reality of that word sometimes is relative to a sickness or a lust for food or that moment where you state a one-liner as to why you are eating what you are eating at that very moment. So, so many times I'm at engagements and people knowing that I'm a trainer their conversation with me is, I just got to try that. I just got to try that food. Or if I'm sitting there, people tend to be uncomfortable with, with the menu where they have to give me a definition as to what they're going to eat or why they're going to eat it. Or today is the day that I'm going to eat what I want to eat. But the realities of that is a lot of times overeating is actually a sickness. Overeating is actually a lust for food. So that's some of the the reasons why when you're overeating at that moment and we talk about the mental state 
of a person where psychologically you may be going through something as the way where you may get an eating disorder, a lot of times people are just eating just because the food exists. As I sit at some events where they, there may be three different entrees. They may have beef, they may have pork, they may have chicken, they may have shrimp, they may have salmon, and most people put in their mind that if they paid to be at that event, they're going to eat every entree, which in turn, they're going to go back and get some chicken and a couple of other items, including a dessert. And then if that food is available, 15 or 20 minutes later, they'll go back, get another meat, a couple of more items and a dessert. And if the food is out there for two hours, sometimes that same person will go back for thirds. So we're not just talking about firsts and seconds. We're talking about thirds. And normally the thirds are majority of desserts. So here we are in this episode, we're dealing with the realities we're, going, we're addressing the elephants in the room, the reality or the sickness of the lust for food. So if, if that lust exists in public settings, I can't even, even imagine that lust in private settings. So my definition of the elephant in the room is when something is obvious but it's understated. So it's obvious if a person has to ask that question in a consultation as to whether or not they are fat or you can go ahead and call me fat. The average person knows if they're overweight before they even ask that question. So once again, my definition in regard to defining the elephant in the room is when something is obvious, but it's unstated. So you know if you're taking in three entrees, three or four desserts, five or six side dishes at one, two, three, four hour event, eventually you will be fat. You will be overweight. Another elephant in the room is when people ask or state that a body frame is the reason that a person is small. The answer to that is no. A person can be five feet tall, five feet two, five feet four. If you're not eating right, you're going to be overweight. You're going to end up fat. So if you, if you meet a person that's small and they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old and you say to them, you've been small all your life. 
being small, they have to make a conscious effort to not overeat, to exercise, to train, to try to live a healthy lifestyle. So please stop saying to a small frame person, you've been small all your life. One of the things how I'm able to look at a person and see if they have the potential to have a small frame is I look at their hands and their feet. Normally, if a person has small hands and small feet, their body frame was, was, was a small frame at one time in their life. So if a person is five foot three and now they five three weigh 180 pounds, but they got small hands and may wear a size seven shoe. That person tend to have had a small body frame in their life, but being 5'3", 180 pounds, now that person is overweight. Another thing I want to address in regard to the elephant in the room is how people are putting their self in life-threatening situations on getting surgeries. My and in my uh, mindset is if it's not for health reasons, I don't advise anyone to get any surgeries or any lap bands or anything like that. Because if it's not for health reasons, do the best you can with weight loss, exercise, you know, start slowly, walking, running, biking, getting on treadmills and ellipticals. But don't just have a surgery to take the easy way out. And normally when a person has a surgery, from my um, 29 years in this business, eight out of 10 people that have a surgery for weight loss, they gain the weight back plus additional weight. So be careful on this, these surgeries. So once again, I'm addressing that elephant in the room. If it's not for health reasons, I advise you not to get weight reductions. Another elephant in the room is diet pills. Are you kidding me? So now what you are doing you're putting a pill in your body that potentially has all types of side effects to try to help you lose weight. Okay, so once again, let's talk about the age. So if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, if it took you 5 to 10 years to gain 80 pounds over the, the average weight for your height and your size. If it took you five to 10 years to do that, why not at least put in two or three years to try to reverse that process? Because as we see with a lot of the commercials on television, so many times you're taking a certain medication 
and then they talk to you about the side effects. All the side effects alone should deter you. And then so many times there are things going on where the side effects may not be made public until years and years after the actual diet pill or resolution to help you lose weight has been out on the market. So this, this again is yet another elephant in the room, diet pills. And also psychologically, why does the average person, if they see a person has lost weight, why do most people assume that that person is taking something? Why do the average person assume that that person is on diet pills? How fair is it to that person? So, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, today we have to address several elephants in the room. Today we have to talk about the realities of this journey, the realities of weight loss. Today we have to talk about our eating habits in private. Or today we have to talk about how we always come up with excuses as to how we plan to do better. I walk this off, or I got to try this. I'm going back for seconds and thirds. Many times when I do seminars and workshops, the discussion leads into what's the best alcohol a person should drink. And I tell people, you know, if you're going to drink alcohol, Drink white alcohol. Vodka doesn't have carbs. Brown alcohol has carbs. But the majority of the people, their response to me is, I can't give up my brown liquor. So I say, okay. And another elephant in the room, and this one is a biggie for me. This has been like a pet peeve. If I give somebody a business card in passing where we have a conversation, they may ask what I do. I give them my business card. I tell them I'm a trainer and I, I do nutrition. They, they may say to me, uh, you calling me fat? Or if it's a person who I don't really know where we might be somewhere like in the grocery store, and then they may see something in my buggy and then they ask me a question. They say, so why, why, uh, why the baby Spanish? And I explain to them why. So we've had a conversation and then we're strangers to each other. And then they may ask me, what do I do? And I say, I'm a trainer. And I, have a, I give them my business card. And then they say, what you calling me, fat? So if I'm this same guy and I'm in the grocery store, and you see some food in my buggy, we have a conversation, and I hand you a flyer, and it's to the rib shack, 
you'll take that flyer with a smile and ask me where is the rib shack located. So what what is that? When you take when you you when you're saying I'm calling you fat, if I hand you a card and tell you I'm a personal trainer, but if I hand you a card or flyer to the rib shack, why 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 I'm not getting the same response that I'm calling you fat? So so my resolve for, for all of these situations where we're dealing with the elephant in the room is at the end of the day, the teacher don't show up until the student is ready to learn. So I'm, I'm hoping that my conversation from this episode will lend support to everybody in regard to let's start trying to do something about our lust for food, our sickness for food. Let's try to do right and take care of our holy temple and not get on the defensive or figure out a way to manipulate the process of healthy eating. This, this week, I went to an event and some of the parties at the event, we've had conversation in the past years about training and this is one final elephant in the room for this episode. They, they're sitting there eating. We, we give each other eye contact from across the room. They're, they're in a zone as they continuously eat, continuously eat, continuously eat, and they look up and see me. So I just wave and smile. And I could, I could sense and tell that they're feeling a little uncomfortable because that sickness, that lust is now public. It's now a public situation where they've had a consultation with me. They had a, made a phone call to me and they say, I don't know why I'm gaining this weight. But what normally happens, they're in a zone when they're in these settings. So they're eating all these different foods and they've gotten caught up. So I say to myself, I'm going to just pray for that person because they probably have an eating disorder and they have a, they lust food. So, but once again, What's happening in private is now being made public. So I can't even imagine if they were in that zone in public, I can't even imagine how they're eating in private. So once again, I'm going to say at the end of the day, the teacher don't show up until the student is ready to learn. So this episode may have been a hard episode to take on but it's an episode that had to be addressed to hopefully help people get a footing on why they're overweight, why they're in denial, or why they want to address the elephant in the room. 
This podcast episode was sponsored by DSB Fitness Studio, located at 230 Oxmo Circle, Suite 1107, Homewood, Alabama, 35209. A methodical approach to fitness and nutrition.